Charlemagne the God. The Breakfast Club, bitches. <laughs> the voice of the culture. People watch The Breakfast Club for, like, news and really be tuned in. It's one of my favorite shows to do. Just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. They might not watch the news, but they're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. They're, you know, they're listening to The Breakfast, the Breakfast Club. Get your ass up. Good morning, Angela. I just felt like doing that. Say good morning. Oh, good morning. This is Charlamagne. What's up? Peace to the planet. It's Friday. That's right, it's Friday. Now, Angela Yee and I are out in Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. I'm yes. not. I'm here in New York. You're here in New York. I'm going to win some money. Yeah, and we got a special guest joining us this morning. We got a couple special guests. A couple guests. special guests, yes. We have Kevin Hart yes. and Tiffany Haddish. These are folks right here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm, I'm very biased mm-hmm. to both of them, especially Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And also, Luke will be joining us. Uncle hey, Luke. man, the OG Uncle Luke. If it wasn't for Uncle Luke, Down South Hip Hop would not be what it is. Matter of fact, all explicit rap music would not be what it is. Do you realize Uncle Luke is the reason there's parental advisory explicit content? Yes. Stickers on albums? Absolutely. Uncle Don't Luke did stop. that. Get it, get it. Okay, yes. and guess what? What? If there's one person that hasn't been Me Too, that probably might be in the future. Uncle Luke. It's Uncle Luke. Absolutely. God damn it. All right, and also, right now, get it off your chest. 800 585 1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, a horrible weekend, whatever it may be. I said horrible weekend, horrible morning. Mm-hmm. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. What's up? It's Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club. And y'all know the iHeartRadio Music Festival is the only place that you'll see all the biggest superstars in the planet. All of it is on one stage, live from the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Childish Gambino, Justin Timberlake, Ray Shermer, and more. Watch it live today and tomorrow at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, only on CWTV.com and the CW app for moments that you have to see to believe. Wake up, wake up, wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hey, who's this? Victor. Victor, get it off your chest, bro. Hey, I just want to say, Angel E, sexy as hell. Okay. That's so, all you got? You, know, you little... Huh? That's all you got? Nah, 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 nah. Where are you from? I'm from Miami. Okay. Go ahead, continue. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you, Yee, what, what, what do I got to do? I'm having an issue with my baby mama. She lets <laughs> me see whatever the hell I want. She what? She lets me see my son whenever the hell I want. That's a good thing. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a problem. No, no, it is a problem because I want to see my son. You said she lets me see my son whenever I... No, no, no. No, doesn't let me see my son. Well, you got to be... It's a big difference between doesn't and does, sir. (laughs) He's drunk. No, no, she doesn't. I said doesn't from the beginning. Okay. She said does. Uh, What y'all need to do is set up a schedule, and maybe you need to do that through the court system so you can make sure that you see your son uh, at certain specific times that she can't interfere with. Yeah, but I I tried that, and uh, she won't sign the papers. You know, I've gone through a lot. It's been an issue for her to get even served. Oh, so you, you can't even now. serve her? Yeah. All right. And I mean, in the meantime, so what is your lawyer telling you you have to do in the meantime? Well, I, we got to wait until she's physically served. Mm, so there's really nothing you can do until that happens. Well, you better keep at it. And I would recommend that you keep track of all your uh, conversations with her, with uh, text messages, emails, where you're trying to resolve the issue so you can present all of that in court when it's time. Yeah, good luck, bro. 
Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Nino. Hey, Nino, get it off your chest, bro. Hey, listen, man, I, I was I was listening to you guys talk the other day, and you guys are talking about uh, Cat Williams, uh, kind of uh, hating on uh, on the other comics. Tiffany had it. wasn't kind of hate. It was hate. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Well, then, and you also said that one time when Trace Williams was kind of hating on uh, 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 Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany. Yeah, yes. Tiffany Haddish, okay. But y'all never really said anything about Mike Epps. When Mike Epps uh, was talking about how Kevin Hart, everybody's Kevin funnier than Kevin Hart. That was kind of hating on to me, you know? No, that's actually an opinion. I don't mind an opinion. Opinion, if you say that somebody's funnier or you say you don't think somebody's funny, that's actually an opinion. But when you're just saying things like, oh, they're getting movies because they're ugly or they people like them because they sleep with white men, that's hate. It's a difference. I, I mean, like, I can see what you're saying that, you know, but uh, that's not the first time Mike Epps has come at Kevin Hart. It, it almost feels like he's saying that about Kevin Hart because Kevin Hart's up there. Kind of like everybody else is saying, but, you know, no, I mean, I think Mike Epps is, I mean, they're both funny for personally, but, you know, they, they are kind of like taking shots at Kevin for being up there, in my opinion. I mean, listen, I, you're probably right, but I can honestly say that every time I hear Mike Epps, it's always an opinion. You know what I'm saying? Whether that opinion is hate or not, it doesn't matter as long as it's a valid opinion. I, th- I can argue a valid opinion. You can't just state things that are supposedly facts, but they're incorrect. Exactly. Like, oh, he's in movies because he's ugly. She's in movies because she sleeps with white men. Like, that don't make have nothing to do with nothing. He said her ex-husband is white. That's not even true. That's not even true. Hello, who's this? It's Mark. Hey, Mark, get it off your chest. Get it off my chest. I think Chris Brown is a sellout. What? <laughs> why do you think All that? right. It's the kind of calls I like in the morning. Why you say that? Well, recently he posted uh, Colin Kaepernick, right? Kaepernick, ma'am. Kaepernick, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but he's doing a video with a racist. Who's the racist he did a video with? Uh, Agnes Mo chick. Some Asian chick he kissing all over in a video. Her name is Agnes Mo. Agnes Mo. Yeah, I think that's uh, Why is she racist? One of his what does she do? Well, it went around um, IG that he that she was in an Indonesian TV show and they did blackface and she was too entertained by it. Oh, she was laughing too hard? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I, I, don't, don't, I, don't I don't have enough information and on I, Yeah, situation. we don't know enough about that. We don't know culturally what, you know, what well, that yeah, was. Well, what I keep hearing is the Indonesian people who get mad at me because I said something about it. Because I tweeted the video, keep telling me it's cultural to yeah. make fun of black folks by wearing blackface. Oh, well, if that's the case, then that's definitely racist. Well, that's what I keep hearing. And why I say Chris is sellout? It's because Chris knows. And actually, he got my account deleted because oh I tweeted the video. Really? Yes. He took the time out to get your account deleted? Well, I, I, need think this, yes. I, I need to hit Chris up and find <laughs> out who his connection is because I need to get me some account you deleted. You stupid, you stupid. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Pick up the mother, mother phone and dial. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Hello, who's this? It's Douglas. Hey, get it off your chest, bro. Yeah, what's going on, man? I just wanted to talk about uh, my business. It was just burglarized the other day. And, uh, and I had ADT as a security service. Uh-oh. And uh, these burglars were in my shop for about 15 minutes prior to my alarm going off. And uh, ADT anyway, didn't notify you? They didn't call the police or nothing? Well, this is what happened, man. They, they, they notified me 15 minutes late. I missed the call because I had just got off a flight from Vegas. So they called me at 2.30 in the morning. I missed the call. They called HPD. HPD fails to respond. Ten minutes later, 
after my alarm going off, they silence the alarm, and the criminals come back into my shop and finish cleaning her house. If they called you when they were supposed to call you because you were on the flight, that's not their problem. That's your problem. But there should be an alternative number that they also call. And shouldn't the police be yeah. notified to come right away? Not right away. No, the ADT calls you first, and then if they right, don't Right, and get, then they call the police. They call the second number first, and then if the second yeah. number doesn't answer whatever it means, then they call the police. Well, see, we had we were just coming back from uh, we were just coming back from uh, Vegas, mm. and uh, and they and they initially after I got surveillance in my in my store, so they were in my store for 15 minutes prior to my motion alarm going off. They called me at 2:35. I missed the call. They notified police right away, and uh, police never showed up yeah. according to my surveillance system. Yeah, that's not the so, that's not ADT. That's the police. Let me ask you a question. One, do you have yeah. um? What you should do now is you have insurance. I'm sure. I do, I do. All right, so it'll be covered. But what you should do now is what I installed in my house is I have motion sensors. So anytime a camera moves, it, it, it notifies me on my phone. And then well, if yeah, I'm away, it notifies my pops. So no matter what happens, if it's a deer, if it's a bear, if it's my dog, if it's my kids, I got so many motion sensors in the house that it all it always notifies me so I can continue to check. Yeah, bet, bet, bet. But see, Envy, I had all that, Envy. All that was in place. So my thing is, is with ADT, I felt like they didn't do everything in their power to try to contact me. You know what I mean? Because they silenced my alarm after 10 minutes. These criminals came back in and started cleaning house. They were in my shop for about 15 minutes. That's crazy. That's crazy. What they steal? Without repercussions. Man, they stole a whole bunch of inventory from my stock room. They hit my register, which had petty cash in there. What kind of shop, bro? uh, It's a men's streetwear clothing store out here in Houston. Houston. Sorry, brother. That sucks, man. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just it's just a principle of the situation. You know, you feel violated. I pay a service. I got you. Know, you. I pay these people probably about $2,000 a year. And the one time you needed it. Right. And the one time that I needed it to make it count, they're trying to say that they're not responsible after 90 days for their equipment, you know? Yeah. So then they try to give you a whole ring on it just to get somebody out to come serve with the equipment to see if it's even working right. You feel me? Right. I'm sorry for you, bro. Well, well shout out your yeah. shop at least, so when you get when you get everything back, people know where to go shop. Yeah, straight up, man. Y'all come check us out, Urban Assault Houston. We're located on the southeast side of Houston. Y'all come mess with us. We carry Bape, Supreme, everything. Y'all come mess with us. But mess with us, Supreme but, and Bape. But mess, mess with them yeah. when they're open. Damn it, man. All right, <laughs> yeah, sorry for you, brother. We're open. Don't catch us when we're not there. It ain't, it ain't gonna be fun. <laughs> well, I ain't gonna lie. It's not too many people wearing Supreme and Bape. That stuff is expensive. So if you see people in Houston wearing that, you kind of know where it came from. Oh, yeah, you got it. You got it. Goodness, great. All right, brother. Yeah, appreciate y'all breakfast club. Damn, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, we're out in Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Charlamagne is actually here. I'm here. Now, who are you looking forward to see, Yee? Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Mariah Carey, of course. I'm looking forward to seeing Ray Shermer, mm-hmm. um, Logic. Who else do I want to see? Justin Timberlake, Lil Uzi Vert. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing Tiffany Addish and Kevin Hart. Oh, and Childish Gambino, by the way. Okay, I want to see Childish, Childish Gambino. Gambino. I actually saw his last show here in um, New York City at the Garden, but he's going to be performing at the iHeart Festival, and his show is amazing, just all of the effects that he has and everything. He's very dramatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you guys will enjoy it, and I can't wait to see what he does. Speaking of drama, I'm looking forward to seeing Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart. Yeah, they'll be here next hour. They'll be here next okay, hour. Been Matter trend, of fact, they've been a trending topic for the past couple weeks. We're going to play some music, and then we're going to get back with them, all right? So when we come back, Tiffany Haddish, Kevin Hart, of course, Night School comes out next Friday. September 28th. But we're going to talk to them next, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart <laughs> in Yay. the building. Hey, why you screaming, man? So relax. I'm happy to see them too, but damn, bro. Energetic. I like it. Kevin here complaining about chairs that he bought, saying that the chairs won't go up no higher. I'm not complaining about the chairs that I bought. I just don't understand when you guys know I'm coming. You should have my setting ready. You know what? You bought you those bought chairs. It's not about what I bought. It's about what I need. <laughs> I told you that. This is. I'm not saying that you gotta make it a public thing, but put a put a. Pillow under here. Tiffany's you want a pillow? Pillow. No, pillow. Yeah, my torso's longer. Yeah, Tiffany's taller. It's fine. Let's not make a thing out of it. I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> how, how, how are you guys doing? How are I don't you know. Doing? What, I don't know where to start with y'all. Let's start. Let's start. Going on. Night school. Let's first start. of all, let's start yeah. there. Good business. Let's start there. Uh, night school hitting theaters September 28th. Excited. Why? I'll tell you why. Uh, first you movie. You got damn right. Ask yourself a question. You got damn right. Let him handle this. Shit. You got damn right. I can segue in and out of whatever the hell I want to talk about smoothly too. Uh, reason why is because it's the first movie underneath my production umbrella, Heartbeat Productions. Uh, taking it a step further, you know, from just being the talent, turning the business, the business notch up, and in doing so, I wanted to put myself in a position to win, so I teamed up with my guy, Will Power Packer, again. Mm -hmm. uh, this is our seventh movie together. Four number ones, two number twos. Hopefully we're talking about one more number one. And coming off of a number one success, I said, dude, it makes no sense to not have Tiffany Haddish be a part of my first movie. Hey. Especially understanding her story and where she's coming from. Mm -hmm. So we casted Tiffany in the movie. Uh, along with an, another amazing group of actors and actresses. Uh, the list is too long to name. And, you know, right now we're talking about something that was built from the ground up. How much money have you and Will made together so far? A lot of money, buddy. Seven, six movies? <laughs> a lot of money. We don't need to get into numbers. So okay. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's up there. It's up there. Now, why night school? Have you, have you ever been to night school, either of you? I can tell you the, the, the whole story behind night school and, uh, and, and the reason behind it is, is something that I think people will be able to relate to. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's a movie about second chances. In life, so many people do things the first time around and may or may not get it right. And in doing so, you feel like it's over. In this particular case, education is the forefront of the story. And so many people that don't embrace education properly end up going back to have to do it again. And what you find out is when you embrace it the second time, you do it correctly. And the opportunities in life are still there. And it may even be more. Uh, this is a movie that embraces that. This is a movie that highlights that. And we do it uh, from a funny perspective, but that people can relate to. God I'm proof of that. I got my diploma in night school. I'm so well spoken. And that's <laughs> what we're going to so as we go on. Yeah, so How were you guys as students in school in real life? Mm, I was okay. I was all right. You, you know, uh, I did. I did. I had a 2.5 grade average. There you go. Is that good? That's not all right. 2.5? That's a good I graduated. <laughs> I graduated. I had a lot of credits because I went to summer school every year. So. You can see my level. You had to go to summer school every year, too? Did you because, fail? No, because I didn't want to uh, get in any trouble. And it was boys in summer school. Uh, okay. <laughs> you can see my level of education. I celebrated the 2.5. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Now, listen, we hear these conversations about equal pay in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And Tiff and Kev, y'all both are on the bill. Mm -hmm. How does that work out? Uh, look, I know what the conversations are. Oh. Um, you know, look, I'm I'm all about the 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 female the female growth, you know, especially in entertainment. You know, I think that that women and and the voices that are coming from these women should be heard, and the opportunities should be given. Um, so 
Um, what about, about that money pay? though? Yeah. Was, it equal, was it equal? Was it equal? Is it equal pay? I don't think so. But you know what? He's producing on it and it whatnot. Okay, you know, okay. but he he we both just got houses. You know, his house is in the hills somewhere. We can't find it. My house is in South Central. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I, I think that the conversation is one that needs to be had. And now that it's being had, you're going to see more opportunities for women to get what they've been requesting and what they deserve. Um, I think it's all it's all project dependent. It's all about um, the level of stars that you're dealing with. And, you know, you, you have to understand How that, do you know what your level is? Though? Well, within box office draw. What people ignore is that within a talent, this box office draw and this box office success. Tiff is the biggest star in the movie, so she should be you know what? If that's what people feel, I did like, just win a Emmy. You didn't just Actually. see a radio personality get roasted early this week. Oh, you're right. huh? Okay, keep it up. Keep pushing. It's good. It's good. I like this. Keep going. I would bow down to my sister if that was the case. I'll tell you the difference in OK Heart, and I use this as a segue. Okay, the difference. The difference in me. If that was the case, there is no reason to to put a dimmer on that light. The reason why I say that is because. I, I've been there. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I sit in the chair. I've sat in this chair for a long time. Naturally, there's other people that will come behind and will surpass wherever you are. In this business, when that happens, you support it. Especially when you're coming from a position where there's been a demand for people of color to get a shot. Mm-hmm. So here's my frustration, because I know you're going to get into it. Let me tell you my frustration. Can I ask you a question first? Uh, no, no, okay, okay, go, 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 go. Here's my frustration, okay? I'm going to tell you what's been on my mind, what's been on my heart heavy. I was trying to sell the movie first. I want to talk about the movie's sold. The movie's going to be sold, Last school, September 28th. God damn it. Check it out, check it out. All right, now I want to get to what's really bothering me. Okay. I want to ask black people what we want. What do we want? We we complain that people of color weren't getting opportunities in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. We were getting ignored for the Oscars, for the Emmys. Mm-hmm. It was a big thing. After that big thing, people of color got recognized for their hard work, for their efforts and run awards. People of color also won Emmys. Mm-hmm. People of color are now being given opportunities to star, to lead in various projects. Well, just the ugly people, okay. according to some. Just according to some. Okay. I when ugly. the people of color, <laughs> when the people of color get these opportunities, why are the people of color the ones that are tearing the people that are getting the opportunities down? Mm-hmm. My frustration comes from you don't realize when I preach about the crabs in the barrel mentality that eventually we have to take responsibility for our actions. Mm-hmm. So if I'm looking at people that share my craft, I'm going to bring up the people that Cat Williams named: mm-hmm. Little Rel, Gerard Carmichael, mm-hmm. uh, Hannibal Burris. Myself, Tiffany Haddish. Correct. Little Rel is seeing so much success after doing a special relevant. He went on to do Get Out. He now has a show that he's producing and starring in on Fox. Gerard Carmichael had his own show that he starred, wrote, produced. Gerard Carmichael is on to a second special. Hannibal Burris saw success within comedy specials and is now doing various movies where he's getting the opportunity to have features and to have a mm-hmm. presence. Me, Kevin Hart, the guy that sits on top right now, have taken advantage of all the money that I have I've shot over 56 specials for the up-and-coming generation of comedy. Why? Because I'm trying to create opportunities for others. Rather than complaining about it, Mm -hmm. I'm fixing it. Mm. I'm putting my money where mouth is. Mm -hmm. I also take full responsibility for any and everything that I've done in the business. Mm -hmm. Good or bad. All right, we have more with Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish. We don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got special guests in the building, Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart. Go off, Kevin. Go off. My frustration with Cat Williams comes from 
you keep pointing at Hollywood. Hollywood this, the white man, this, this, and this. When do you take responsibility for your actions? You had the shot. Cat was in that position at one you point. You were the guy. Yeah. You were set up to be the star. You didn't show up to work. You f***ed off promo shoots. You became a risk to the studios, which is why the studios stopped f***ing with you. Why was he a risk? He chose drugs. Oh, okay. Take responsibility for what you chose and say, you know what? I got to fix me, and I'm going to come back, and I'm going to stand up for comedy. Mm-hmm. So when you say Tiffany Haddish doesn't deserve or isn't really a comedian, and these other women have worked hard, which they have. Mm-hmm. Shouts out to Melanie Camacho. Shouts out to Lunell. Mm-hmm. Shouts out to Leslie Jones, who are all underneath the umbrella of Cat Williams. Cat Williams, have you ever used your platform to f-ing bring the people that were under you up? Mm. You haven't. So because you haven't, don't f- on those that now are. I've used my platform, and I've brought my guys and girls up. Mm. The brand of Kevin Hart is a brand that's expanded so f- far, whether you like me or not. My presence of comedy will forever be felt because mm. I'm a f- boss. Mm. I sit on the top of it, and the opportunities that I'm giving are the ones that I'm creating. Mm. So take responsibility for what you did. You f*** you. Nobody else did. You don't hear Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, The Kings of Comedy, Seinfeld. You don't hear George Lopez, mm-hmm. Eddie Griffin. Uh, who, who else can I go down the, the road of other comedians? Steve Martin, Martin Short. You don't hear now the you. guys that got on top mm-hmm. and that made it by doing what they love complain about the people that are coming under them. Mm-hmm. The reason why is because they're happy with themselves. Mm. Don't blame everybody else for your Don't sh- on my sister light because you're not happy with your sh-. This sh- is earned. It's not given. I don't give a if you're a Tiffany Haddish fan or not. It's earned. Mm-hmm. Tiffany Haddish got years in the game. It's not an accident that Tiffany Haddish got an opportunity to star in a movie. It's not an accident that that character popped in the movie. Written or not written, a character has to pop it. And he even acknowledged the years that you put in before that. Now I want to ask that you, so contradictory you were very classy in your response on social media because the first thing I thought was, that's effed up. What's Tiffany going to say? Because that has to be hurtful when somebody says something like that. Especially, I'm sure you were a fan of his, you know, at some point. I still am a fan of his. I think he's hilarious. So what did you think when you heard that? Before you responded. Well, I thought, I was like, dang, what'd I do to him? Did I f*** his man? And then I was like... <laughs> you're stupid. You're funny. You're That's stupid. what I thought at first. <laughs> That's what I always think. When people say mean things, I always think that because I figure right. it got to be... I must have took something from me. I must have did something to me. And then I realized I never did nothing to that man. And then, I, and then when I started like really listening to it, I was like, oh, he got his facts wrong. He's obviously not paying attention to me. And somebody must have been complaining to him about me mm-hmm. or whatever. And maybe he, he felt some type of way. I don't know. I, I just feel like, well, you know, it is what it is. I, I don't, I'm not tripping. I'm not mad. Right. I'm not upset. But did he apologize? Because we've seen a picture there. Yeah, what's the first thing yeah, he, he said to you? He, he, he apologized. He said, listen, listen, listen. Let me explain what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then he explained himself. And then I was just like, well, you know. It, what did he explain? Yeah, like, what kind his, of explanation can you just say, I hate it? I want to step in because I'm going to let my sister keep it classy. Yeah. Yeah. Just, Somebody kicked my sister ball over the fence. I want it back. It doesn't matter what he said. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what the apology was. So you didn't like the apology. It's not about the apology. And I want to get this very clear. I want to make it very clear. Cat Williams is an amazing, talented comedian, which is why I'm so frustrated. I sit from afar and I admire the man's talent. Mm -hmm. I don't like that you said anything negative about a woman of color that's getting her shot. Mm. Say it to me. I'll take it all. Hate me. You do seem to be more offended about this than I've ever seen. I I have sat back. Mm-hmm. I have forever been the humble guy. Mm-hmm. I have time to not be humble today. 
Mm. I have time to fact check everything he said because the world of Cat Williams is a fictional world. Is he selling that let's many run, tickets? No, no, yeah, let's run this. No, let's run this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no, he said on his last tour. <laughs> I was like, when was she married to a white man? Mm-hmm. I went back. I, Googled, I was like, because I know. I've been I pro- proposed to by a white man before okay. and then found out he was really black when we did that DNA test. But it is what it is. So you weren't married to a white man? No, no. I know that, but whatever. Yeah. No, no, these tickets. He said he sold yes. two point four million tickets, tickets. False. on his last tour. False. That's more than Beyonce and Jay Z. That's more than Justin Bieber and Justin Timberlake. <laughs> That's more than Billy Beyonce. Joel, the Eagles. That's more than Beyonce and Justin Timberlake combined. Okay, do you understand how many tickets two point four million tickets are? Yes, right you... now, you can Google it. It's mm-hmm. all researchable information. I am sitting on one point three million tickets sold. There is nobody close to me in ticket sales and comedy. And you on a worldwide I, tour? I am worldwide. I am on par with the likes of your Bruno Mars, your Jay-Z, and Beyonce. So in comedy, it's unheard of to get those numbers. Mm-hmm. Also, to say 15 consecutive 100-city tours is false. Where did you do the new stuff? When did you ever work on something? Consecutive means in a row. Mm-hmm. Where? There's a Forbes list. Mm-hmm. Every year that comes out. Go back to 2007. Go back to 2006. Cat Williams has never been on it. Go back to my last five years in comedy. I have one year where I got number one. This year, I'll be number one again. I have one year where I was number three. The other years, I'm number six. I'm number seven. These lists are researchable. Another fact, a hard fact, Cat Williams did not own all the specials. He trashes the white man. The white man owns your content. So Cat Williams don't own none of the specials? No. False. False. Is this provable? I am now coming to get my sister's ball (laughs) that was kicked over the fence. I think you got it. (laughs) I'm only saying this because of how you attack innocent people. Yes. And Tiffany does have an hour stand-up special on Showtime from the hood to Hollywood. She's got two. Also, Netflix specials are not given by what you sell on the road. That's the most ridiculous I've ever heard in my life. Another fact. So it's not about tickets? No. What's that about? It's not about tickets. It's about your brand. It's about your return. If I'm a business and I want to invest a high amount of money in you, how am I getting my money back? Mm-hmm. Everybody can't demand the money if you can't justify how I'm getting my money back. All these announcements came out for the specials. I kept mine on the wraps just because. Netflix gave me $40 million. What? Whoa. This, is, this is a fact. We need better chairs. Listen. <laughs> yeah, we need better chairs. And we need new laptops. We need laptops too, man. And I would like an iPad. <laughs> you know, a car if you feel like <laughs> it. Yeah. 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 I told you he bought a new house. My kids got to go to school. I like the tax. I like the tax. The point that I'm making is that that's information. This is all researchable information if you go look for it. I just chose to keep it to myself because I don't care. I'm only saying this now because I'm fact-checking what was put out as fiction. That's not how they do deals. With that being said, once again, when you look at all the comedians that are up and coming, young, old, whatever, as a comedian that's sitting in a position of power, if you got any financial growth, put your money where your mouth is and you change it. So if you got a team of people, which he does, which are very funny. Once again, shout out to Red Grant, Mm -hmm. Camacho, Lunell, Mm -hmm. Leslie Jones that was there for a minute. I know them all. I love all those people, but I can't name one of their jokes. It, does, it doesn't matter. I would saying. never shit on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Instead, I would say, take your money and create opportunities for them so they can pop within your brand and make you better. All the negativity that I received is from Cat Williams and Mike Epps. Ask yourself why. Those two people that f- themselves over. They Mike was in the same movie. They they was in, I don't give a break in the same movie. I got time to talk you, all the today. What would you say, Tiff? I said they both got their break in the same movie. They both popped on the same movie. Friday. Friday after next. All right, we have more with Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish. We don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got special guests in the building, Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart. You get along with any of your peers? I get Michael along with everybody. Michael yeah. Blackson and you had a little thing. But me and Mike up. Blackson are fine. That yeah, was more about me up. and Mike Blackson knowing each other for real. Mm-hmm. You let the this fiction take you out of the, the realm of saying you really know me. So at that moment, Mike, I'm like, dude, you know me. Like, enough is enough. You know that at this point, when all this is going down, you know how serious it is. You know me. Like, we really are friends. I get it from everybody else. I don't give a But you different. You know me. That's when me and Mike came in, but me and Mike are fine. I'm saying negativity. I'm saying talk. I'm saying the constant downing of people that sit in the position of success that have worked hard for it comes from people that have yet to realize their up. Mm. This is simply me calling you out on your ups. Stop pointing at other people. Stop pointing at Hollywood for your up. It is changing. I it is the biggest comedy star in the world right now on an international level. Hey. Box office and goddamn mm-hmm. touring. Stop talking to me about the opportunities that we're not getting because I'm creating them. Your up. Take responsible for your f- up. Don't kick my sister ball over the fence no more. Why are you, I can't you talking to your kids? Because they kick <laughs> her ball like over the fence. I would never want to get in trouble in your house. I'm upset. I'm upset because I know this girl's story. Y'all don't understand where my frustration mm-hmm. come from. Homeless. You was there for her when she was homeless? I, yeah, yeah f- the, the joke mm-hmm. of the money that I gave her. I'm talking about a real grind. Right. Homeless, mm-hmm. no bed, backseat, watching your ass in bathroom sinks. And now you finally get millions for a movie, and now we want to go. You ain't this and you ain't that. Applaud her first. And she seems so grateful all the time, and you have nothing bad to say about anybody. I've never seen Tiffany Haddish come at anybody, be negative. It seems like you're always supportive of other people. Yeah, I am supportive. If I got something bad to say about somebody, I say it to them in their face first. Straight up. Why are you so loving and forgiving? Why are you so loving and forgiving the people who try to discredit you? Because they obviously are hurting, and they mm-hmm. need some. They need mm-hmm. some love. They, there's, there's something wrong with them for them to even come at me. I never did nothing to them. Right. I never said anything bad about them. So there's something that's personal, and obviously they're crying for help. So I'm gonna be kind, and I'm gonna keep it pushing, and and not absorb whatever they're trying to put out. We already reached out to you and apologized to you too. Is that true? No. 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 Where you get that from? You I don't, I don't know. Say that. No. no. And, and I want to make this. I want to make this perfectly clear. This is not a Kevin Hart versus Cat thing. This is not that. I don't. Mm-mm. I don't give. I don't give that much of a. F- I don't. I don't have time to care that much. Mm-hmm. This is a. I'm shining a light on what we complain about. Mm-hmm. We complain that we don't have. Then we get, and now we tear down those that are getting what we said we don't have. Make a decision. I'm going to ride with whatever decision we make. Y'all on the platform. Help me figure out so I know what we're sticking to. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. So if I'm wrong, tell me now so I can take the money out of my Laugh Out Loud network. So I can stop trying to produce these movies and get diversity looks and make a multicultural cast pop. Because I thought that's what we wanted. So if it's not what we want, tell me. And I'll go back and I'll do what was being done that we didn't want. So if we're going to fix a problem, then help a problem become fixed by being a part of the solution and not the problem. When you are down and you attack those that are now becoming a part of the solution, you're the f-ing problem. It's interesting that they always say the white man gives people in Hollywood stuff. As no. if we haven't been watching y'all bust y'all ass for years. Absolutely. I can say that there has been a heavy separation within races and opportunity in the entertainment business. I can say all the complaints that have been given over the past are not only correct, but worthy 
of the attention that they got. Mm -hmm. Okay? Within all the movements, within all the conversation, within we need more. Mm -hmm. You goddamn right. I get it. I was a person that was told movies can't translate overseas with black leads in comedy. I was told that to my face. I begged for those opportunities. I pushed for them. I got them. And now you see more movies with people of color in the lead position getting those opportunities because we're pushing for it. They talk about people giving people stuff. You had to fight for an audition for Girls Trip, right? Yeah, I fought for that. <laughs> I was constantly on my agent about getting me that audition. And I got it. And then I went in like four times. Mm -hmm. And then finally I got the job. Mm. But, I mean, I was just thinking about it. Like, every person that's ever given me an opportunity in this business or fought for me or fought with me to get a job or put me on something has been black. So to me, when they say oh, the white man, whatever, to me, I don't, I don't see it that way. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've it's been black or Hispanic, uh, Middle Eastern, but mostly black people have helped me. And it, when it comes to stand up, it's it's like everybody. I feel like, and my job in this business, I feel like, to me, my position, I come from bringing joy. And when people are like, oh, she's not funny, you're not funny. I, I don't care. And my comedy not for you. You know, I'm I'm here to not make the whole wide world laugh. I'm here to make the people that buy tickets laugh. That's all I care about. And, you know, it's a perfect segue to to go back <clears throat> to our reason for being here. Thanks, cool. Yeah, because I, I just want to say, salute to Will Packer for being a, a great director. Because he's in the back like Packer. Well, just hear me out. When I, when I say perfect segue, I'm saying when I talk about second chances, mm -hmm. when I talk about the purpose of the movie, when I talk about why the movie was created, when I talk about the vision behind it, it's to motivate and inspire. Yes, you're going to laugh, but there's a message within it. Within everything that I'm saying, yo, Second chances are valuable. Mm -hmm. Within everything that I said directed towards Kat and what was said, yo, you got a second chance. Your people still ride with you. They still with you. They always will because you're talented. Acknowledge that, yo, you know what? The first time I may have done some Second time I'm coming back stronger than other people. Watch the road back to Cat Williams getting back to the top. Oh, you mean like with, with him winning the Emmy? What? Yes. Okay. Like, that's, like that's your moment. That's, that's hey, man. He didn't write that role, by the way, though. I'm just Listen, saying. Whoever, look, the same thing no, he's accusing I'm, other people of. He didn't I'm write the role here, in Atlanta. I'm, I'm not saying. here to attack that. I'm mm -hmm. saying, as a fan, I would embrace you acknowledging whatever and going. That's a second chance. Within my movie, you'll see second chances become highlighted. You'll see them be celebrated. Night school is bigger than the last that you're going to get. There's a message. And any content, mm -hmm. any content being developed that comes from Heartbeat Productions will have an underlying tone that you will be able to take with you because that's what I'm trying to do from a production standpoint. So this script came to you first and no, then you brought it to... the script was developed by yes. me Oh, it was team. developed by you yes. and everything. Yes. 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 Oh, okay. you wrote it. Yes, yeah. ground up. Harry Ratchett, shout out Harry Ratchett, Joey Wells, Matt Keller, Glenda Richardson, uh, John Hamburg, Nicholas Soler, all amazing talent writers that came in that helped in within the development of the script. Uh, done underneath the heartbeat umbrella. Mm -hmm. Then after that, taken to my guy, Will Packer. Read it, loved it. Took it to Universal, sold it. Universal said, let's do it. We did it. And now we're releasing it. That's the, the steps within development. But what I love the most is that you're seeing something that can be branded and that can be underlined as what Kevin Hart content will look like. I want to be a partner. I've been a work for hire for a long time. So now it's about becoming a partner. Mm. So when Universal looks at me and they say, we're developing with Kevin, it's because we're partners. The world of being a work for hire was a great one, but the business in me won't allow that to last. The business is now about pulling other people up, embracing the opportunities that can be given. Opportunities that can be given. The first of <laughs> earned. 
Given and earned. earned. Yes, right. Earned, well, it was earned. given because I earned it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought you've been doing that with your stand-up, though. You yes, own, You I own have. all your stand-ups, right? Yes. I really? For real? Now, not just for radio. This is, this is not, once again, this is all researchable information. Mm-hmm. Well, not the, the one that I just shot. The, okay. That's Netflix. That's why they cut that check, so they can... That's theirs. That forty million dollars, and that was just 40, for one special. Uh, no, I'm doing two. Okay. I'm giving them two. So two twenty million dollars specials. We don't need to get into that. You, the math is great. We <laughs> 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 need to get into that. Uh, it was done along at the same time when Rock, Chappelle, uh, Ellen, when we all we were all figuring it out. Eddie Murphy, man, he's he's up there. That that fifty million number is a crazy number. It's the highest grossing stand-up special of all time, and you know I, I shot for it. I tried. I gave my all. Uh, I made the list and I have three specials on there, but that man sits at the top for a reason. What's your highest one? Highest one is 36 or 32, something like that. Oh, okay. 38. 38. So, what you have for 23? 23, 32. So, Cap sold more than you because he did 24 with one of them. Picture. Not a fact. Not a fact. All right, we have more with Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish. We don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, normally we do rumors here. Yes, but since Envy and Angela Yee are in Vegas. No, and since and Tiffany Haddish and Y'all Kevin are Hart in Vegas, doing. but Tiffany and Kev are here, but we're all together. Don't worry about it. It's radio magic. That's it right. don't matter how it's getting done. It's just getting done. Don't try to trickify me, bro. Don't try to trickify <laughs> me. But let's get back into our interview with Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart. Hart. Doesn't it feel like as the success comes and things get bigger for you, just so much more hate comes with it at times as well? Especially you, the, Tiff, because lo- it seems like they love you on the way up, and then when you get there, it's like, oh, she ain't funny. Oh, she's this. Oh, she's that. But they love you when you're on your way up. Yeah, now all of a sudden it's, oh, she reinforces the negative stereotypes of black women. Well, I expect it. I mean, that's a part of the process. I've been researching and studying the entertainment business for a long time, and that's part of the process. They love you for a minute, then they hate on you, then they love you again, and they hate on you. It's like a dysfunctional relationship. Does it ever bother you? Uh, not really, no, because my check is getting bigger and bigger. So continue to hey, continue to be a publicist for free. Don't also, from my upbringing, I mean, I grew up in foster care. One minute I'm in the most wonderful home, next thing I'm snatched out to the next thing, thinking nobody nobody there cared about me. So mm. I've been trained and built for this. My mama used to talk mess about me, and then next second, love and kiss on me. So to me, this is I was made for this. I'm built for it. So y'all can talk all the shit y'all want to talk. I'm still going to be smiling at you because I know in a minute you're going to be like, dang, I love what you said right there. That made me feel good. So I'm going to keep it pushing. I love how you protect and, uh, you know, Tiff in this situation, but how do you protect, you know, other artists, including her, just in the business period? I protect them. So they don't make the same mistakes you made coming up. I protect them by giving them the opportunity. Mm -hmm. I protect them by being an open book and an example. You get to see the hard work and effort that was put into my craft. And in return, Mm -hmm. I take it and I say, hey, man, I can't wait to see the next version of what I am, if not bigger. Mm. I can't wait to see the next version of the next generation that surpasses all this amazing shit that I'm doing and that uh, that creates other opportunities for others. I got to see a blueprint that so many did before me and I took what I saw and I said, how can I be different? What impact can I have? Mm-hmm. So when you say, how do I change or how do I have an effect on them? My effect is by saying, hey man, take this, use this for whatever you feel you can and when you get the opportunity that you feel you're going to get from this, don't f*** it up. Be better than me. The people in our craft of comedy, which is one of the hardest goddamn professions to make it in. So when you're a person that sits in this chair, that's in this field, come on, man, you got no choice but to support the ones that made it out that gauntlet. Mm -hmm. How y'all feel, man? Everybody all right? 
you. All right, come on now. You said that even when people hate and when they can name five or six black comedians, that's big. Right. Because usually it's only one. Huge. Yeah. Huge. That's why I was so taken back. Like at the shot for Rel. I couldn't be prouder of Rel. I couldn't be more happy. He's like the great guy. guy. How you hate He's on a great guy, man. Mm-hmm. That man don't bother nobody. Do you find him attractive, though? Hey, look, man, that's, that's that's not for me to determine, okay? Look, that's all relevant. Rel's doing all right. I don't know why that bothered me when he said that. Rel's doing all right. Rel's got, he's got kids. Yeah, he's he's got, got, you know? Somebody, somebody like, yeah, somebody, yeah, somebody find him. He's off and somebody. Somebody was okay with it. What are you talking about? You don't let that happen to something that you feel is is disgusting. That's a mutual agreement right there. And you, you helped her a lot early with his stand-up special. Mm-hmm. I was lucky enough for Rel to allow me to help him out. I came to Rel as a fan. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm a fan. I would love to produce your special. Me and Rel had a conversation. I said, I want you to do it your way. I just want to help. I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of the craft. I love comedy. I love watching the ones that did it before me, and I love watching the ones that are coming up after me. If you take nothing else from this interview, you can take the fact. That I want to see other people win and I'm not selfish with my position. So for all of our black people out there that want to see more people of color in a position where they're winning, ask yourself if you're a part of the solution or the problem. Mm. It's that simple. We love you for being honest, man. One of the things that you're super honest about that's been like intriguing me lately is like the fact that you be getting your hair dyed and your beard dyed because I got yeah. grace problems. Yeah, it's up up here. But he has hair at least. No, no, no. This he time, does, he does have hair. I definitely got a dye him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's the only dude out here that's honest about yeah, it. I, no, but here's the thing though. I, I think I was using the wrong color for a minute because, <laughs> because of my. Dark brown or black? No, I was going dark brown, but when it go back, my. Turn like a dirty bronze. Like, uh, yeah, hey, one girl, hey, you washing your head? She's like, your head look dirty. I'm like, what are you talking about? This ain't nobody's head. This is my natural color. I'm, I'm thinking about getting something for the bed. Not the Beijing. I don't I do not do that. Oh, so it's not Beijing? No, 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 no. I don't do that. No. You got some rich no, no, Even no. when you wiped your forehead just now, ain't nothing came no, no, off. No, you got to go a good product. The last thing you want to do, especially when you married, is get up from a pillowcase <laughs> with a <laughs> well, you got to explain yourself. No, no, no. I wash my hands. <laughs> it's the dye. It's the Beijing. The Beijing is coming out. So it's not the shade of secret? No, it's not Beijing. I'm not going to do that publicly because it's my secret. I'll tell you off here, though. <laughs> I'll tell you off here. I got a nice product, man. And, you know, I, here's the thing. You can't overdo it. Right. Do it when it's necessary. Sometimes embrace the gray. Let that go out and just look like... Look like Morgan Freeman for a good two weeks. Just accept it. <laughs> accept it. And then, and then after that, surprise him. Surprise Hit everybody with the young back. you. Yeah. <laughs> Who trying to go dance? <laughs> Night School is out next week. Make sure you go check it out. Make sure you support. So listen, if all these people apologize, it'll be all good, right? Listen, I'm not here for drama, brother. Okay. It's not about the apology. It's not about, like, me and Kat don't ever have to talk or we can't talk. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's not going to affect me anyway. I am about support. That's it. I'm going to support that man. I'm going to be a fan forever. Whether I like him or whether we don't like each other, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of his talent. This has mm-hmm. nothing to do with that. I want to make that very clear. This has nothing to do with that. This is not a beef. This is correcting what you said that you know you shouldn't have said. This is about you embracing your fails, your f***-ups, and you acknowledging what you did and stop pointing the finger at everybody else. Eventually, you got to point it back to you.
Well, thank you for joining us. And Tiff will be back. And Tiff got two more movies coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are the movies? Tell them. Oh, I got the old coming out in October, and then I got another movie called Nobody's Fool coming out in November. Aren't you on TV, too? Uh, yeah, I'm on TV <laughs> on the show called The Last OG, mm-hmm. and I got some more Groupon commercials coming, and I got some seasoning, so. And are you working special? on releasing on Netflix? Oh, and my Netflix special's coming, and then I'm also going to bring up six other comics in that special, too. What do you and mean? I'm, I'm doing a Tiffany Haddish Presents, my favorite comedians, and it's like comics that have been doing comedy for more than 10 years that deserve a chance to shine. Hold mm-hmm. on, so you mean to tell me you got put, put in a position of power, so now you're putting other people on? Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Oh. That's what yeah, my big brother it. taught me. Wow. Mm-hmm. Interesting just transferred concept. down, man. Uh, give me a second. I want to run down stuff I got going on. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, you guys got a second? Just before we get out of here, we got a second? Okay. I just need a good 67 seconds. Do that time get out earlier. Uh, <laughs> okay. First and foremost, night school. That's the priority, guys. Please go out support this movie September 28th. Yep. Like I said, it's a big meaning behind it. First movie underneath the production company of mine, Heartbeat Production. So I need your support. Other than that, got a drama coming out. Call the upside. Me, Brian Cranston, Nicole Kidman. That's dropping January 11th. A drama. That's yeah, a stretch drama. for you, Kev. This is, this is gonna be. It's a. It's a great look. I can't wait for people to see it. Mm-hmm. Secret Life of Pets too. Get ready for that one. I'm in that Tiff too. In that too. Tiff is in that okay. too. That's why I brought it up because you forgot to say it. Uh, <laughs> I don't also, know when it's coming. Well, I do. That's my okay. job, Tiff. That's why I'm a big brother. Okay. 2019. You'll get hit with that. Uh, the tour, irresponsible tour. I'm on my last three months. We're wrapping that up strong. Uh, big cities coming up. If you don't have your tickets, go get them. KevinHartNation.com. Also, filming Jumanji too. After filming Jumanji. Too working on another animation, working on a comedy called Little Kev, and that's gonna be about my life. But me being told, I'm telling this life through uh, through the little version of me with an adult voice. It's pretty dope. So it's the same. So, it's same, just you yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Well, but when you say it like that, yes, uh, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Did I, I say I got a movie coming out with Melissa McCarthy as well? No. Oh, I got that too. oh yeah. The and that's a, yeah, the kitchen. Yeah, and that's, that's a gangster movie. Go you. Yeah, Maybe I'm learning you. from you. Give me one more. Yeah, High I also five. got a cartoon coming out on Netflix called Cookie and Birdie. Hey. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait, 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 yeah, I got another I movie I'm doing with Rose Byrne that's coming 2019 as well. That's a comedy. Hey. Unlimited Partners. I'm producing that, too. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Did, you get, did you get more for your Netflix special than Monique? Don't say that. Don't, 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 don't say that. Thank you guys for the time. <laughs> we love you guys. Uh, this has been real. You know, this is what it's about. Kevin Hart. That's good. That's good. Thank you, guys. And we, got, and, we, and we do have to say congratulations while you guys are both up here. Honestly, I know we're all cool with each other and we joke around a lot, but that's huge that you guys are doing so much. So many big things. So congratulations to Tiffany and thank to Kevin. You. You thank guys you guys. Inspirational. Thank you. Thank love you. Y'all. Love y'all. Appreciate it's y'all. It's the yes. Breakfast Club. Good morning. Charlemagne, say the gang. Don't get other Charlemagne. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, <laughs> man, hit it with the heat. Yes, the Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Donkey of the Day for Friday, September 21st goes to 20-year-old Carlos Salvador of the state we know and love when Andrew Gillum is soon to be governor, Florida. What does your Uncle Shala always tell you about Florida kids? Uh, the craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Drop one of the clues bombs for Florida real quick. And the Bronx, okay? That is a fact that the craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. It's a fact. All statistics show us that. And I'm not going back and forth with you N-words about science, okay? 
Now, Carlos Salvador is a man who, according to him, suffers from anxiety. Uh, I believe him. The reason I believe him is because anxiety is the number one mental illness in the U.S. I suffer from it. I mean, we truly are in the United States of anxiety, and that's why I have a book coming out about it next month. My second book that releases October 23rd is all about anxiety. It's called Shook One, Anxiety Playing Tricks on Me, and I am discussing things that have made me historically anxious and things that make me anxious now and how, with the help of therapy, I am dealing with it all. Okay, you can pre-order now wherever you buy books, uh, by the way. So anxiety is a real issue for me. And I know it's a real issue for others. And if you live in Florida, you have every right to be anxious. But the reason my book is so important, at least I think so, is because I'm not just discussing the problem of anxiety, but I am giving solutions. And I have a doctor by the name of Dr. Ish Major who is also providing clinical solutions to anxiety in my book. And I'm pretty sure that the remedy Carlos Salvador has for his anxiety wouldn't do anything but create more anxiety for most of us. But keep in mind, this is Florida. Let me tell you the story. Now, around 2.30 a.m. inside a 24-hour laundromat in Clearwater, Florida, a 911 call was made and a witness reported that a male had an erect penis and was masturbating out in the open. Yes, Carlos was answering the bona phone, doing a little backstroke roulette, okay, a little assault on a friendly weapon, all right, cranking the shank, a little five-finger knuckle shuffle in the laundromat for everyone to see. Now listen, many people love the washing machine sex position, okay? Because it can lead to some really powerful orgasms. I know you're sitting there like, Uncle Charlotte, what is you talking about? The, the washing machine sex position, okay? Ask your mama, your daddy, your uncles, and your aunts, all right? They know, okay? If you know nothing about this, let me school you. You will need a washing machine, and you start a load of laundry or dishes, then lean over it while standing, you know, behind your bay, thrusting. And that's it, all right? The thing that gets your lady off is the extra vibrations the washing machine gives off. Now, Carlos is 20. 20-year-olds 20 in this generation's comprehension skills be all the way off. So Carlos probably heard about the washing machine position but didn't pay attention to the details, meaning you have to have a sexual partner to put on the washing machine in order to get the most out of the washing machine position. I feel like a combination of Carlos being 20, and being from Florida, led him to take in this information all wrong. All he probably heard or skimmed through was the washing machine can make you have the best orgasm of your life. So he decided to go in a 24-hour laundromat and sit there and watch and listen to the washing machines as he made stomach pancakes for breakfast. Yep, old Carlos had to jack the beanstalk to those washing machines. Can you imagine treating a washing machine like a porno? <laughs> Why is the LG top load washer and dryer set in your spank bank? It's a lot of images that should be in your spank bank to help you leak the main drain, massage your purple-headed warrior, but the Samsung Platinum front load steam washer shouldn't be any of those images. Imagine watching someone paddle the pickle to the Kenmore top load washer with the porcelain basket. Fam. Fam. <laughs> How are you treating a Whirlpool load washer with a stainless steel wash basket like it's Tiana Taylor's fade video? Now, I'm not here to shame the man for masturbating because we all play a little pocket pool from time to time, just not in public in a laundromat. But that's only part of the reason I'm giving him donkey of the day. The reason he's getting donkey of the day is because during police questioning, he admitted <laughs> to polishing his chrome dome in public before. And the reason he said he likes to roll flesh blunts in public is because it helps with his anxiety. 
I agree masturbation does help take the edge off when it comes to being anxious, but he is a devil damn lie if he's going to make me believe that shooting putty at the moon in a public place will not make your anxiety go through the roof. Are you kidding me? In a 24-hour laundromat, people walking in and out? You're not worried about people calling the police on you? You're not getting anxious because you're thinking about being recorded? That is not an anxiety-free situation. Somebody please get this man a therapist or a fidget spinner, or a gym membership. It's all kinds of ways to ease your anxiety that are better than you teasing the weasel in public. We don't want you in jail, my brother. Trust me when I tell you it's a lot of remedies in my upcoming book to deal with anxiety, and the sticky page rumble, the irky-jerky in public, is not one of them. Please let Remy Ma give Carlos Salvador the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker, are you? Dumb. All right, Charlemagne, thank you for that donkey today. When we come back, Uncle Luke will be in the building. We'll kick it with Luke, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We have a special guest in the building. A legend in the building. Luther Campbell, Uncle Luke, what's happening, my brother? I'm good, man. What about yourself? I'm blessed, man. All right. You are, you are a leader of men out here. Hey, 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 I'm trying to be. Leader I'm of people. Be. Leader of people, not people. just men, but... Everybody. I mean, with the Warriors of Liberty City, man, you're responsible for a lot of uh, successful brothers out here. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, it started the program 29 years ago with uh, me and uh, my other co-founder, Coach Sam. I mean, when we started, we didn't think that it would be around for 29 years, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're, we're, we're just happy of, of all the kids and all the people that came out of the program, especially the ones who are now adults. The ones who are doing great things in the community as well as around let's, the world. Let's talk about the program for people that aren't informed about what the program is, what it does, and why you started it and so passionate about it. We we started, you know, like I say, 29 years ago. And, and uh, you know, I was bust to South Beach to play organized football, you know, sports. And uh, when I got to South Beach, you know, 29 years ago, before that, you know, blacks had to be off the beach at, after 6 o'clock mm. if you didn't. If you weren't white, you'll go to jail. Mm. You know, so I, I didn't want no other kids to have to go through that. So, you know, I started the program in my community. I said to myself, when I get two cents over my lunch money, I'll start to, you know, get my, obviously get my mom a house, but then start a youth football program where kids don't have to be subjected to that. I read that in your book. How did that make y'all feel, being black and being told that y'all can't be here after 6 p.m.? Oh, uh, that, was, that was rough. I mean, you know, Unfortunately, that was the only way we could play organized sports, mm. you know, because it wasn't any in my neighborhood. There was never no rebellion against them white people? Uh, you know, we just left as kids. You yeah, know, you yeah, don't yeah. really think about it. You just go over there. You go have fun. You go right. play. You know, the coaches and everybody that's involved, they take care of you. You know, you end up coming back home. And your but, parents are probably like, don't you get out there and get in trouble. Like, come home like you're supposed to. Yeah, and I always <laughs> stayed in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> What I love about watching this docu-series, The Warriors of Liber Liberty City, it's a six-part docu-series, yes. is that you get to see a lot of what goes on behind the scenes. Because it is true, a lot of times these kids are coming into school, they're coming into their athletics, and they have all kinds of baggage that's going on at home mm -hmm. that we don't even know about. Right, right. I mean, you know, as a coach, you know, once my career kind of died down, I started going back out and coaching. And that was one of the first things that you'd notice, you know, with a kid, when a kid is not functioning right. With this docu-series, what we did... Unlike any other thing, you know, you have, you see these blind side stories where mm -hmm. some white person come and grab a black kid like a Scottie Pippen, move him to the suburbs, and they just saved his life. Yeah. You know, we wanted to show these black men and the things that these kids have to go through at home and, and the things that the kids have to go through when one of the other kids is shot by a drive-by. 
what you see in the docuseries. Or if your father's in jail. Or if your father, yeah, you, we have all that. I mean, this is real Miami. I don't know what y'all been seeing on TV. You know, whether it's... Love and Hip Hop Miami? Oh, that's not Miami. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Miami's been documented right? No. Over the years? No. Not at all. No, especially right now. Mm-hmm. And I I was watching Robert. That really made me teary-eyed. Like, uh, he was like, 13 years old, and he talks about how all the other kids' dads are coming to see them play sports. Yeah. And his dad isn't there, and he gets angry about it. Yeah. And parents have to think about that. Like, he, his dad is in and out of jail, and how is that affecting my son and how he's growing up and the anger issues he's having and feeling, like, left out and not having his father. Right. And those, those, and that's what we tried to do. We tried to document those backstories. He was so candid about it. Yeah, yeah. Able to really express himself. Yeah, you normally see, you normally see shows where, where you, you see the overlay, oh, good football player, great football player came out of the program, but you don't see... That parent, that mother, sitting there trying to be able to cope with her son, you know, and we sh- we showed it. I mean, you can't script that when a, a the dad is in a federal penitentiary, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, at that time, we're in there shooting uh, this kid and interviewing him, and now the dad calls up, you know, and he's talking to him about still the dad still trying to be a dad, even in that situation, and the kid, you know, the kid just you know rebelling in some situations because his dad is not there, and that. You don't normally see those kind of stories. Mm-hmm. You got LeBron James as the EP. Is that a relationship that uh, got established when he was playing in Miami? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I, you know, Maverick and, and uh, LeBron and them. You know, we met on a few occasions, and you know, with him having kids and his kids running around hanging out with the same kids from the program in an area. You know, it made it much more 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 sense because he understood, you know, how important football is. In Miami. And what I saw in the beginning of the first episode, too, was the NFL players that come from Florida, right? There's a mm-hmm. large majority of NFL players. What about Florida, you think, that is just breeding these NFL players? Well, it's more Miami. Miami. <laughs> Miami. I mean, we have, in, in, in our program, we probably have about 25 uh, NFL stars right now. And in, in, in the five square miles away from the park, we have more NFL players than any other city in the United States of America. Wow. Why yes. you ain't never did open the sports agency, man? Uh, she, my, my wife actually is an agent, you know. Okay. Uh, she represents uh, Duke Johnson, Devontae Freeman, two guys that you see on the uh, docket series, and, and she would have represented more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately, a lot of these other kids, you know, go in a different direction. I mean, fortunately, you know, she's a lawyer, and, and uh, we, we, we talked about it because a lot of kids come back broke. Through this same situation right here, if you look when you look at the docuseries series and you see why kids go to college, and then a little agent comes by and he gives the kid the money, and they say, "Well, why these kids are taking this money? Because they got to send the money back home because mom and dad's get ready to get thrown out, right. you know." And now they're on the hook with some of these unscrupulous agents who are not educating them on on uh, how to take care of your money. And so, unfortunately, we we're able to. Help the ones that want to be helped. Ain't nobody running around after no player. How important is, is it to instill in these kids that when y'all do make it to the NFL, bring it back to your city? It's very, it's very important. I mean, you know, like with 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 Duke and Devontae, you know, that's the first thing they do. They're back on the park. You know, they're back in the building. You know, they, you know, instead of lifting weights at some beautiful facility, you know, are working out in the off season. You see them right out there with those kids, and that's very, very inspiring because those kids get to see them on TV every Sunday, and they look up to them. But, you know, for them to be able to have a relationship with them is very, very important. I feel like you're more passionate about this than you were about music. Oh, no doubt about it. This saves lives. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Music, you know, I get to save some lives. You know, I, you know, a trick daddy will 
be in jail, and I'll discover him and help his life out and put him on and pit bull is out there, you know, selling drugs. You know, you see, we, we change lives in the music industry, but at the same time, this changing lives on a massive scale, and, and, and I love it. I mean, that's what we set out to do, and we're doing it. All right, we got more with Luke. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Luke in the building. Yee. So now I see you're on uh, Team Andrew Gillum because your candidate didn't actually beat Andrew Gillum. Why didn't so you support you... Andrew from the beginning, Uncle Luke? Why? I, my friend my friend is Philip Levine. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You know, so do I support somebody that I don't know right. because of the color of their skin? It bothered me for a little while, but I was like, no, nah, I got to be real about this. This guy's not my friend. This guy's my friend. You know, I, you know, I, I want Andrew to do well. You know what I'm saying? But this guy's my genuine friend. Now, if, he, if I didn't know him, mm-hmm. I'm Team and Gillum. Were you ever torn about supporting the NFL with everything that happened with Colin Kaepernick? You know, the NFL is obviously a slave uh, mentality. You know, I, it, it, I mean, the owners, they're confused as to what they're trying to do. You know what I'm saying? When you look at it there in all these liberal cities, you would think they would have a liberal mindset, unlike the NCAA. You know, NCAA, they're in the backwoods where you know, next to a cracker barrel, so they can, <laughs> you know, they can, they can act racist, you know, in the NCAA, but then when it comes to, to the NFL, they're in liberal cities. You know, they're in blue cities. So you would think that they would think, you know, more down the lines of the players, but then at the same time, they're looking at the bottom line, which is bad because, you know, a lot of those, you know, they, they're not supporting their, their players the way that they should support them. And, I, I, you know, I just have a real problem with that. They can't figure it out. And then when you have, you know, racist owners like, you know, Jerry Jones and some of these other people, then you got Kraft running up the Meek Mill's jailhouse. And I'm like, come on, man. You know, that's that's all BS. You know, what are you doing? You're trying to save your brand in, a, in a, one of the most racist cities, Boston, in America. And I, I'm a cowboy fan. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I thought you was a dolphin fan. No, no, no. I'm no, a cow- he's always been die a cowboy cow- fan. Die hard cowboy fan. So doesn't that die. hurt you sometimes when you're like, man, hurts me I all am the time. a cowboy fan. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Uh, it hurt. It kills me. It, I, I'm like, bring back Tex Stram. Bring back Tom Landry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why does Jimmy this guy Johnson. buy the Yeah, bro. Why does this guy buy the team? <laughs> You know, that's the worst. I blame it on my daddy. I'm like, look, man, it's in my blood. My daddy was a cowboy fan. He put it on me. What you want me to do? Just been a cowboy fan my whole life. I don't give a damn about Jerry Jones. I'm a cowboy fan. He's like the worst one out of all of them. Uh, Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, Jerry Jones? I mean, just publicly, like the things that I've heard. Oh, he's horrible. He's horrible. You ever think about it? He gets all the players with sketchy backgrounds. So those players don't have no, they, they don't get no. No money, no sponsorship money. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a sketchy background that's on his team. He, if you rob somebody, you can play for the Cowboys. And easier to control. It's easier to control. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's why when Des Bryant turns into a smart, intelligent black man, then he loses his mind. Oh, you got you got a different agent? Oh, you don't supposed to do that? I was like, okay, Des Bryant's gone. Yep, you got Rock Nation. You're getting represented yeah, by black oh, people now. represented by black people. I can't control that. <laughs> you got to go. As a matter of fact, I'm going to blackball you out of the NFL because you turned into a black man. I saw you talking about starting our own league, potentially. Yeah. You think that's something that could happen, like, sometime soon? I think it could happen. I mean, especially right now. I think, you know, I, I think you got to start off about eight teams. You know, you get some... Get a few billionaires, you know, get your own TV contracts. You can start your own NFL league. I think it's real simple. I had a couple models and talked to a couple people, and I think, you know, it it can happen. 
Right. So what's the update on the uh, Two Live Crew biopic, man? Uh, well, I just did a deal with uh, Lionsgate, you know, okay. who obviously owns uh, Stars. And, uh, you know, we're right now, um, we probably two drafts in into the actual script. I cannot wait. It's got to yeah. be X-rated, man. For that. Like, it can't be no fluff oh, want, at oh, all. So you want the nakedness? It got to be. <laughs> I think, no, no, hold on, hold on. I don't know about that, but maybe there could be an uncut version. <laughs> yeah, man, it got to be. We need be. to be able to have no, the masses right. be able to see Y'all it. don't realize, and I, tell, I, I literally was telling somebody this this week. <laughs> Uncle Luke is the reason they have parental advisory stickers on CDs. <laughs> yeah, so we how, were talking about that so in the class. So how could it not be wrong? <laughs> you, you right. You right. And that's why I was struggling with the script. <laughs> but hey, man, parental advisory is still rated R. And they're probably telling you, oh, in this t- in this era with this climate that you can't show women like this. But that was that era. Yeah, yeah, but now we're in the Me Too Lord uh, have mercy. <laughs> Me Too. We're in the Me Too movement, so you got to slow down. Lord <laughs> have mercy. It's like, it's like, oh, man. But-, but what's crazy is you never hear no stories like the perception of what you would be like in real life is not like what you really are like. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Like you always been... Just a real chill, cool person, never trying to take... Like, we've never heard no stories about you doing anything out of pocket. Well, you know, I was, you know, I was I was a little hustler in my days when I was a kid. And I always rude number one, never get high on your own supply. Mm-hmm. But you even know? just treatment of women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I mean, all all the girls, even the girls that travel with me, we always treated all of the girls top of the line, whether they were scrippers mm-hmm. or whether they were porn stars, if that's what they wanted to do. You know, I never got into in, into that. I Somebody mean, said something crazy about me on Twitter one day, and you responded, and I appreciated it. Somebody yeah, oh yeah, you know I'm a cuss people. I wouldn't bother yeah. with you. They you said my something like way um, back in the day. They were like Angela and everybody, da 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 da, and then they named Luke, and he was like, first of all, Angela has always been a professional, yep. and yep. all of that, and that absolutely not has never happened. Like you went in on them, and I was like, I appreciate somebody saying something. Positive. Yeah, yeah. Well, you well, you know. I'm loyal. I mean, when when you know a person for so many years, like I know you, you know, for I mean, when you just doing little reporting and all yeah. that, I mean, <laughs> you ain't never you ain't never come off like that. You right. know, you ain't never had that kind of re- reputation, and and so if somebody holler at you like that in that way, then you know I'll jump on him and jump out there real quick. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. No doubt. And don't do the two live crew movie if they're not going to let you do it the way it need to be done. You know why I hate? Because you want the naked. Yes, because you know why? Because <laughs> when white people want to tell the story about slavery. They don't mince that. You know You're what I right mean? They, they give it to you raw. They <laughs> but show you, you know, I women think getting raped, men getting hung. But Rated you know X just yeah, kind of right. limits, it limits the amount of people that can see it and where it can go. That's why. I, I ain't say think... rated triple X, but rated R. Hey, you know, no, no, definitely oh, no, rated no, R. No, no, definitely yeah. rated R. I thought he wanted rated yeah. X over here. I, I was thought like, you wanted to see like. I want to see the real life situation, how it went down. So you want to see the part when the girl... You know, jumped out Honestly. the van and went to the all that. Went to the desk at the hotel and she all was naked that. and asked for our room. I read the book, all that. Oh, you want all that? <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get into a Luke mini mix. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody is DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We have Luke in the building, Charlemagne. I realized like a lot of artists from Miami didn't have that Luke sound for a while, mm-hmm. and like I, I got recently put on to the City Girls, and I really like the City Girls because they remind me of that old Miami yeah. sound, that, yeah, that yeah. Luke, that old Trina, yeah. that. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about that. I, that's why I like you, mm-hmm. you know, because so many people they start doing music. You know, they went away from what we do, and, and we lost our identity for so long. You know, when we had our identity, you know, you had bass music, just expand on it. 
you know, and keep the party going. But then everybody wanted to be, you know, international for a little period of time. And just like you say, that, the music don't go away. Right. You know, those kids in the neighborhood and in Miami, they still listen to the same thing, mm-hmm. whether they get it on underground radio or not. You know, so when you see a group like City Girls come around, you know, that, that was a good thing. All right. Emotionally, how is it for you dealing with these kids who, uh, you know, they're bringing a lot of baggage and sometimes you have to feel like, I just want to take care of everybody. But then at certain times you kind of have to, I guess, be more numb to certain things. It's, it's, it's difficult, you know, but at the same time, you know, when you're dealing with little boys and, you know, our girl, our, our lady, you know, uh, ambassadors, cheerleader coaches, they do a great job with the girls, you know, as well. But when, when it comes to the boys, you you know the situation. You know, like I coach high school football, mm-hmm. you know, and we have a lot of kids, whether they come out of my program or other places, they're in some difficult situations. And that's why it was important to do this mm-hmm. series because, I mean, when you go to a house and you got, you know, eight ki- eight people in the house and a bed, a bed in the living room, you know, and kids are coming in like, I don't have any food. You know, are uh, they in an abusive situation? You know, I got kids, you know, that did make it to the league that mothers, you know, had to sleep in a car, mm. you know, at the park. You know, I mean, these are some real deep And I'm issues. sure you want to help everybody. You want to help everybody, but the best thing that anybody could do, whether, whether you're affiliated with a park or anything like that, the best thing you do is give them some knowledge. You know, like Devontae Freeman. You know, I he was with me since he was like eight years old, a part of the program. So, like almost my adopted son. You know, just giving him knowledge. You know, he's living in the Bean Project, Scott the Liberty Square Housing Projects. You know, he has four or five brothers and sisters in the house. But then he wants better for himself. You know, they can go home to it. But then, if you inspire them to be better, you know, if they listen, if they listen, the ones who listen, they get themselves out of those situations. Have uh, have uh, those artists that were coming to Miami that you called out before, have they started giving back to the city more? No, they just don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Khaled, Khaled does. Khaled gives back. You know, Khaled does a good job. Uh-huh. You know, I had to call him out. Too. Yeah. You know, that's my boy. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the same time, you know, a lot a lot of like Ross, Ross gives back. I mean, he's from Miami. Right. But then for the most part, all those other ones who, who uh, became settlers of Miami, mm-hmm. they eventually faded off, went away, went and settled somewhere else. So we're going to see you as mayor soon? Ah, I don't know. It's, hey, hey, after I finish a couple of these projects that I'm doing, I'll probably end up, you know, jumping back into policy. Well, you let us know. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> y'all got Gillum elected. <laughs> y'all did, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, y'all did a hell of a job with that. Well, thank you. Y'all did, I'm telling you, I think, I think it went, when, when, when he came to this show, <laughs> no, seriously, I'm right. serious. I mean, because even in the state of Florida, even in the state of Florida, he wasn't getting that much love, you know, from a statewide And he had nowhere near as much money to spend. No, none, none. And so when, but when I saw him appear on this show right here and how he real he came across, because you, sometimes, you know, you have a lot of people that runs and they're cornball, mm-hmm. you know, but when I saw him sit on the show, you know, knowing he, you know, I know he went to fam and I know some of his friends, you know, it, it, it took that took him over the top. This show energized African Americans in the state of Florida to go out and seriously vote for him, and 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 I, you know, I commend y'all for that because well, we're on his the message was for you a, too when you're mayor. Uh, well, hey, oh, we definitely gonna do that. Oh my god, because I'm the same way with you when it comes to politicians. Like, mm-hmm. if I, I, I gotta know you and like. 
you know, my good friend Angela Rye turned me on to Andrew, and I'm like, well, this is a brother right here. Like, yeah, yeah. People need to hear from him, so. Y'all definitely pushed him over the top. I'm telling you, you got, you woke up every African-American that had an Obama, you know, voter's <laughs> registration card. You know, and that's what I tell people. You know, Obama got all us to vote, but then yeah. there's a lot of us not using the card. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of, you know, a lot of hip-hoppers, ah, nah, he's a cornball, we ain't messing with him. But then when you come on a show like this, you know, and y'all allow him to come on this platform and have a serious conversation with him. Then all those, you know, all the smokers with the cars who got the car. Oh, okay. All right. You know, no, he's cool. That's so funny that's you said that. My man Sam Sneak, Sam Sneak from Miami. Sam was like, man, I got to find my voter registration card, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got somebody to vote for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, make sure you guys check out Warriors of Liberty City. That actually debuts Sunday. It's on every Sunday. It's a six-part series on Stars. So we'll be watching for that. We'll be waiting to hear more about this movie. My man, Uncle Luke, man. Woo. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club.